In this valley of heart's delight, you will find life pleasurable, toil honorable, and recreation plentiful. Hear me now! It was a time when anything was possible, at least in the imagination. Can you hear me fine? Yeah. Can you hear me perfectly? They're your headphones this time. Yeah. The, the problem is you're at like half volume right now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's better that way. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying he's. That's not what he's going to sound like when he actually talks. Or yeah. When he yeah, does yeah. his. GarageBand has detected feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I broke you. No feedback protection. Thank oh. you. Sorry. <clears throat> All right. All right. We're, we're, back, we're back in the saddle. Back yeah. at it. Yeah. It's been a while. We're going to yeah. learn about a racist in Santa Cruz. Please. Anthony, please do that the entire time tonight. That would be amazing. We're just gonna auto tune well, Anthony. We will. We will lose all three <laughs> listeners that we have. <laughs> Hopefully, by this time we're up to six. Yeah, one one listener an episode. If you think about it, we should at least bring three, and then those three should at least bring one more. Pyramid scheme it. Oh, I'm not telling anybody about this. All right, welcome to the Valley of Hearts Delight. I am Tony. And with me is Caden, and then also Dr. Jones. Wait, hold on. That, what happened to Care Bear? No! Yeah. What happened to, <laughs> what was it, Scorpion Snake? Ah, Something just like that? Fucking with you. Like, I'm, I'm Tony, and I'm with Caden Care Bear, Jesus. Scorpion Snake. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. I was getting worried there, man. Uh, what the hell? I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, oh, he doesn't like it. I'll change. But we now he's known as Care Bear Scorpion Snake. At this point, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're gonna learn more about yeah. A, let, we're gonna just a dive. crazy cultish racist asshole in Santa Cruz. We left on a cliffhanger. Yes. This you, the listener, don't know this, but we went we went on a little bit of a break. This will just come out one week after another. But well, when we last left our dear dear Father Riker. He had just submitted his plan for a new government to present President Frankie D. Roosevelt. Oh, that's right. It's Commander Riker. And he's literally trying to become Commander Riker yes. in this episode, I think. Emphasis on the Reich. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Uh, so he promised he had this new plan, promises to end poverty, unemployment, usher in a new era of wealth and prosperity for America with literally no downsides, no side effects. Perfect. What could possibly go wrong? But as it turns out, uh, it didn't really get a lot of traction. I don't think that Franklin <laughs> Roosevelt actually ever wrote him back, which is really unfortunate. It's almost like he was really busy dealing with the Depression. Yeah. Well, um, but but think about it. I mean, but he had is, the answer. Is he, William saw. Riker the origin of Roosevelt's groundbreaking the New Deal? New Deal? Mm. Oh, oh, plagiarism. Plagiarism. Yeah, I mean, come on. Maybe we're shortchanging this guy. All right, all right. Well, we're going to just hear more. Well, perhaps because he never heard back from the president. 
Riker. Checking his phone like every five minutes. What would he text me back? The two, the two, the two <laughs> checks. Anthony, wait, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's first start with uh, when texting began. Uh, yeah. right? <laughs> texting did not happen sitting, until 1936. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Sitting by his, uh, sitting by the telegraph. He kept looking for his passenger pigeon and it didn't come. <laughs> come on, come on, I'm scanning man. the horizon. Come on, Frankie. Oh, God, honestly. Where's that fucking just pigeon? Wait, just Frankie, waiting, what are you doing? Just waiting. And just being like, home, any day now. Any well, day now. Maybe that's what led him to what comes next. Maybe. It's his rejection. Yes. Well, in September of 1935, almost a year after his initial message to Roosevelt, he sent the following message to Baron Pompeo Aloisi, the Italian representative at the League of Nations. <laughs> Orders from Holy City. Protect your Gentile white man neighbor's possessions and immediately proceed, following out your inspired decision in Ethiopia without hesitation. Now, Riker was referencing the recent Italian invasion of Ethiopia. Oh, I, I was like, where the hell did that come from? Which was the second time that Italy had invaded Ethiopia having unsuccessfully invaded them 40 years prior in 1895. Hmm. And nothing says protecting your white neighbor's possessions like invading Ethiopia. Hey, you know, I like what this uh, Will Michael guy's gonna sing. Yeah. That was, that's, yeah. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> now, while Riker had openly preached racial segregation <laughs> and white supremacy, <laughs> the idea that whites should rule other races... In the late 30s, weirdly enough, we saw his rhetoric and actions ramp up exponentially. Hey, you know what? This white guy, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he's out there, you know, making things happen in America. You know, maybe we could do business with him. I don't know. Well, as we'll see, <laughs> Riker. Is that, Riker, is that how fascist Italy, Italian sounds? Yeah. Like? Benito Mussolini was like. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly hey, what Mussolini said. Hey, I'm going for your careful fools. Hey, yo, come over here, some Mangari, all right? Okay. <laughs> the axis of stereotypes. <laughs> so, in the fall of 1935, Holy City hosted a Ku Klux Klan cross-burning member induction ritual. Oh, boy, shit. With 14 is... participants from across the Bay Area, including a 10-year-old boy. Oh, shit. And 50 spectators. Riker... Already a clan member, was called upon to say a few words for the new inductee. Riker had erected a new sign nearby that read, KKK, the true mouthpiece of God. The white man is supreme. Through the grace of God, Christ, and the divine law. May I go off on a tangent because it's always like, oh, please when, do. when people like use God for anything, like to justify anything, like especially like, you know, God loves like white people. God hates gay people. I always ask the question: Why would an infinite being that like just created the universe give a fuck at all with whatever we are and what we look like and what we do? I don't. I don't understand. You know, and I gotta ask this: Like, why would he care? <laughs> I like. What well, he does though. I know, but like, right? He's like an asshole. He's just a big fucking dick. No, no, no. That's he just God? he knows he knows the way the things are. I know, but it's just like crazy that people are like, my God's a big, just an asshole in the sky. And no, I'm, he's not an asshole. He just knows that the white man is supreme through the grace of God, Christ, and the divine law. It's in the Bible. 
I just hope God, if God was real, he's just You know, like, treat, not, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated, unless they're not white or gay or trans or, you know. I think he looks at us like, you know, like if you get like an ant farm and you just every once in a while like peek at it. Or like if you have like a pet like reptile, you're just like, hmm. yeah, 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 still in there. All right. I'm going to go off and be God. <laughs> That's what you think, Anthony. Does that mean you actually believe that there is a God up oh. there looking at us ants? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, no, no. I just wanted to clarify. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, if I, like, if my perception of, like, some You like to see yourself power, as God. Well, yeah, everyone's have, well. When you look yeah. down at ants and you go, I smite you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm like, I don't, like, yeah. Like, I don't care what other fucking ants. Like, why would I? If I'm, like, a superior being in intellect, why would I care what another ant fucks another ant? Why would I care? Like, well, that, I'm not, not, not going to impose know. any divine law on ants. Yeah, no, for real. And that, that's very good point, Anthony. I like that. Thank I like you, that. Thank you. I, I, I also want to go with... Uh, Your God is weak. I mean, where, where, <laughs> where, where is the presumption that, like, the white man is, like, the uh, the chosen one of God? I, I, like, read the Bible. I, no, read the Bible. I, whenever I hear the shit, I have read the Bible. and So you know already. As far as I Jesus remember, everything that has to do with the beginnings of human origins and then like i don't know other sacred figures like mary and jesus and all the yeah like assorted apostles and shit like like were they white because because okay so like i have a really important question what happened to all the white people in the middle east like did they just like did they just like too hot? Yeah, they just bailed. They couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't hang with the sand. Like, is that the problem? Like sunblock. Because that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, like I don't remember seeing anything in the Bible that said anything about any of those people being white. And and based on the 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 location of those stories, I always kind of assumed that they weren't. I think you guys are thinking about this too much. I know, but I well, I well, see, that's the fucking problem. No, 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 wait. We're not thinking about it too much. We're just thinking. Yep, there you yeah. go. And, and the problem is people that don't think about this shit at all. And they just like see themselves in that in that, those mythologies and then assume that because they see themselves in the mythology, the mythology verifies their supremacy. Do you see the, 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 the circular fallacy of that, that thinking? Like I read a book that nowhere says that like God is white or that like Jesus was white. But I think they were because I'm white. Mm-hmm. And then I choose to also believe that that verifies my assumption that whites are supreme. Well, I have a question for you. You know what they say about assuming? It makes an ass of you and me. Oh. Ah, I said it. You're talking about asses and dicks a lot tonight, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Shall we stand or shall we fall? The leader of the ritual asked. We stand, for our blood has not been pledged in vain, responded the group. The event ended, and the leader announced that coffee would be served. <laughs> now. Good host. What a good host. It's well, all. Wait, hold on a second. Let's back up a little bit. Mm. What is this bloodshed event that you're talking about? They're, they're, Are they referring to the blood... Civil War here? Is, is this. Or, or perhaps the coming race war? Charles Manson was ah, so a little helter skelter. Okay, by they're the talking way, about future bloodshed rather we than don't, past I bloodshed. I don't know. By the way, I, this is kind of going back to what we were just talking about earlier. I wanted to slip this in. Mm. Watching Mindhunter season two, and 
Charles Manson kind of looks like Jesus in that. So anyway, that's all Charles I want to say. So I, you take that for you. Well. Oh, take I also you. wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that because Charles Manson is white? He had a long hair and the beard. Oh, okay. So and, I, and he was white. So if you look at any movie from the seventies that depicted Jesus, kind of looks like Charles Manson. Okay. So you, so he looked like the seventies. Western Jesus. He actually kind of probably looked more like what he would actually look like, you know, more scraggly and like, I've been white, buddy. I've been like in a desert for like the last He was like, just six living months. in the desert for fucking ever. <laughs> he, yeah, Spout off was. crazy shit. <laughs> Spawn Ranch. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if Jesus had dune buggies. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Dude, if? Like, 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 just picture Jesus in a dune buggy with like an AK 47, just like fucking oh, kill, America. Fucking sand dunes. Uh, so I do. No, this is a total tangent, but sure, I gotta ask sure. have, have Have any of you guys ever seen, like, been to a church with a black Jesus? No. Uh, no. Like, it's it's a thing in, in I mean, Central never, America. I've never really been to a lot of churches. Okay, so. well, fair enough. You, you know, you should try it sometime. It's a, it, it's an interesting experience, especially when... I mean, I went to a Pentecostal youth group once, and it was one of the most terrifying I'm, experiences I'm of my sh- life. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm talking more about going in, like, as a voyeur, like, preferably when there aren't other people there. Oh, and you can just kind of play. Yeah, you can just, like, creep around and, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah take photos of like the weird shit that people do in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the black Jesuses are, are fascinating. Hmm. Fascinating. Do they have like long flowing locks like he does with white Jesus or does he have more natural hair? Yeah. Most of the ones that I've seen basically look like they took a white Jesus and it's painted kind of it black. Yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, well, I do want to acknowledge our, <laughs> our sources for today, which is pretty much all from, Newspapers.com. This episode is brought to you by Newspapers.com, your source for the internet and newspapers. So all of these are primary sources that I'm reading straight from the history books. And also I... History papers. History papers. Uh, I was misinformed, and William Riker was not actually born in Santa Clara County. He was born in Oakdale, California which is in the San Joaquin Valley and bills itself as the cowboy capital of the world. Dude. And was raised in Oroville. I drive through Oakdale every time I was camping as a kid. Cool. Is it the cowboy capital of the world? Uh, I don't think so. I still think that's Texas. I think hmm. they just kind of proclaim that because if you go through Oakdale, it's just like a, like a town. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Like there's, I didn't see any horses or cows. Or boys. Or boys. For that matter. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of boys. A lot maybe, of boys. Maybe they were all somewhere together. A lot of boys, a lot of churches. It's all well and good to host cross-burning with your friends. But how do you really make a difference in the world? Well, to Father Riker, the comforter, the emancipator, this was clear. He would run for office, throwing his hat or perhaps his hood, <laughs> into the 1938 race for California governor. Riker, being a man of specific ideas, decided to start his own political party. His first choice, the American Party, was shockingly already taken. So he decided on the California State Party, along with a 14-point platform that included state control of horse racing and gambling to reduce taxes and help the unemployed, Quote, cleaning and beautifying the state and removing all pollution, discredit, and awfulness, encouragement of capital investments, ID cards as a way to check on citizens and help detect criminals, 
and shockingly, liberalization of divorce laws and making marriage more difficult, which seems particularly out of character for a man who's left at least two wives and children. Hmm. And that was also a main tenet of his holy city, that people don't get married and abandon all of their connections to people. Right. For some reason, when he said getting rid of the pollution, I don't think he was talking about like Snickers wrappers on the highway. What do you mean? (laughs) He was talking about something else. Well, see, yeah, that's that's point number two. And he's using euphemisms. As soon as I heard that, I was like, well, doesn't that immediately wipe out him and all of God's city if they get rid of all the awfulness in the state? Well, he promised to make California, quote, Exactly as you want it. Oh, shit. I was really hoping you were going to say he promised to make California great again. (laughs) Unpolluted. Clean. (laughs) Parasite. (laughs) That would be an amazing phrase. Like like slogan. Like Kaga. Kaga. Make (laughs) a... That would be Macca. 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 Macca's. Oh, Macca's. Yeah, I'm a Macca. (laughs) No, make California great great again. again. Mick. No. Ah. California great again. C-A-G-A. Kaga. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Well, he promised Which, by the the way, means shit in Spanish. Kaga. Kaka? No, kaga. So is that where kaka? Kagar. Like to kaga. Like kagar means to shit. Oh. So is that where kaka comes from? Probably. Why do they call it kaka? Kaka doo-doo. Kaka. Like, like, oh, I got Mm. kaka. Like, it's almost more disgusting than saying shit if you say kaka. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yo necesito kagar. (laughs) Uh, He promised to make America, quote, exactly as you want it, unpolluted, clean, parasite, and burglar proof. I am going to increase the state budget and reduce taxes for the purpose to give you and the state dependable security. Riker also advocated for the creation of a state newspaper in each county. As the Oakland Tribune put it, it would be said that the people should have a news source managed by themselves, one that they could trust, one that would be dominated by no private or mercenary interest, but would be dedicated solely to the cause of telling the truth. And thus was born Fox News. And in 1938, we solved the media bias problem in America by putting it in the hands of the state. Good job, everybody. Yes. That's what you do. Huzzah! No problems after that. Well, William also put forth a comprehensive statewide pension plan for those wanting pension or even the pension-minded. Funded by pension stamps, these stamps will be purchased by every merchant and business institution within the boundaries of the state. They will be supplied through the banks and will have to be pasted and canceled on every business transaction, and the amount of the canceled pasted stamps will be collected from the purchasers. So a really straightforward, easy plan. Now, social doctors would be employed to determine who would receive pension and how much they would receive according to one's social, physical, and mental circumstances in the same way a fatherly physician would prescribe medical advice, so would the social doctors prescribe the appropriate pension. Wait, hold on a second. Social doctors? Social doctors. He's got good bedside manner. That sounds sketchy as hell, No, it's going to be great. He's got to be great. Like, no, he's just sociable. He's like, great. hey, how's the guys going? How's the wife? I'm a social doctor. Yeah. I get out. <laughs> no, it sounds How like... the kids? Hey, 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 I'll see you hey, 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 hey. Hey, Jim, you coming to bowling on Saturday? I'm social. <laughs> <laughs> You're in... Oh, it sounds more... It reminds me more of, like, death panels and shit like that, right? 
What? What? No. 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 Like social I'm, doctor. I, oh, social doctor. I cool. will socially engineer this society. <laughs> no, I, social, I will no. decide. Oh, wait. You know what? Mm. You know what it really legitimately does remind me of? Is a crazy point system that China's doing right now. Mm. So oh. you guys heard social about that? Credit. Social credit. Social credit. Yeah, exactly. When, when you do something good that benefits society, you this, get points. This literally an episode of fucking Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, but sometimes I feel like some people here, you know, so there's a lot of assholes on the road. And you can just, you can just one star them. <laughs> Dude, kidding. Anthony, man, if there was a social doctor here right now, you would lose points for wearing no. that shirt. So no. like, <laughs> hey, this is a cool shirt. <laughs> it's it's got, very festive. It's got pineapples on it. It's incredibly yeah. comfortable. And I got it from Men's Warehouse. Oh, those are pineapples. Oh. I thought going back to our, our conversation earlier, I thought maybe your girlfriend had started decorating for Christmas in uh, August. My no. wife it's very, was there, and she approved of this. Yeah, show. it's very tropical and festive. Yeah, it's summertime. Yeah. I'm here. I'm sitting with the paps with my yeah. boys in a garage. In a hot garage. Hot garage. Well, I'm unfortunately the- for Riker, the election ended up limiting the gubernatorial election <laughs> to the seven parties that could gather at least 236,902 signatures, which was 10% of the electorate, or 135,618 signatures if running as an independent. Which, as it turns out, Riker could not get. Do we know? Was that hard? Do we know how many he did get? No. Damn it. But undeterred by the setback, Riker traveled to Mexico and in early 1938 met with President Cardenas to sell his plan for the perfect government. Equipped with cards and pamphlets written in Spanish and letters of introduction from the Mexican consulate in San Francisco. Whoa. Caga. Yo necesito cagar. Whoa. Riker reportedly promised that his system would be able to end the Spanish Civil War that was raging at the time. Mexico had rejected the non-interventionist policy taken by other countries and provided $2 million, which was about $36 million in today's money, in aid and material assistance to the leftist Republicans who were fighting the fascist militarist revolutionaries, as well as taking in fi- uh, 50,000 refugees. As it turns out, Riker told Mexican officials that he was already the governor-elect, despite the election <laughs> having not occurred hey, yet. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you got to give it. This guy is, you know, he's an entrepreneur. You know, he's he makes things happen. And you, you want to be like, oh, it, it, he's was, it was a different he's time. Confident. But, like, shit like that still happens. Dude, that's how you get ahead in this world. Heck you, yeah, man. You lie Fake it till che- you make it. You lie, you cheat, and steal this, to get to the top. This guy, tru- he is he's an it. American. He truly is. The early 20th century Trump. Like, he really yeah. is. He's proto-Trump. He's proto-Trump. He's like a... Se- I, like I am proto-Trump. He's like a... He's the... He's the... He's the coelocanth of... Of Trump. <laughs> crawling, crawling, he's the, the transitory, like, crawling out of the water. Well, Riker continued... I am already governor-elect. Yeah. Yo, it's story. Hey. It's the, the mindset the mindset makes it. And Riker continued to campaign, espousing his perfect government and subjugation of non-whites, despite not technically being on the official ballot yet. And at one point, he considered running for lieutenant governor under the then-lieutenant governor and gubernatorial hopeful, Republican George Hatfield, who, according to Riker, was super on board with his perfect system of governments. I don't care so much about being governor myself. I want somebody to be father of the state. 
Williams said of his political ambitions at the time. Everybody says I'm right, but they don't seem to get enthusiastic enough. They don't do anything about it. Ultimately, though, William would pursue his own bid for governor of California. He was confident in his system and his campaign, seeing Holy City as the inevitable capital of the world, not just California. Riker invited the other gubernatorial candidates to meet with him to discuss their platforms, but ultimately, no one engaged with him on this. How strange. A few months later, William again invited his opponents to meet, this time at the state capital of Sacramento, and this time would involve being questioned by him, framing it as a roundtable agreement discussion regarding your... A roundtable agreeable discussion regarding your governorship of California. Questions Riker had prepared included, what is your reason reason for wanting to become governor? Do you expect to make any more money than you would receive from your salary? How do you stand for Japanese propagating invasion into California and other <laughs> oriental competition against the white man's business? <laughs> oh, he just slips it in there. And well, <laughs> perhaps most importantly, what are you going to do about these exclusive oriental dance halls? Well, He's got my vote. Damn. Exclusive? I, you know, like, yeah. Honestly. Is that like a thing? I mean, it was probably just a dance hall where a bunch of Asian people went and white people didn't want to go there because there were a bunch of Asian people. Yeah, was, well, it, I didn't it, know if it was yeah. like for segregation. And I was going to say, I was just going to say, yeah, Anthony, it's called segre- segregation. No, I didn't know that was in California. No one showed up. Oh, well, really? so oh. It, I, Seriously, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like he... he it's just some rando dude that like wasn't able to get on the like ticket, but he thinks that he can like somehow demand that all the other candidates answer his questions. Like that's yeah, that, that, that sounds like that sounds like you know like offering to buy Greenland and then like what? throwing a tantrum when they say no. <laughs> And then no one because take, you just ask some crazy ass question, and it's like no one takes you seriously. Yeah, on weird, crazy why, thing. Yeah, there are at they? least ten people it's that like, take this guy seriously. It's like, hey man, you keep saying we have no money, and then yet you keep wanting to spend money on weird, ludicrous ideas. Hey, man. You got to spend know. money to make money. Well, I would, I would venture to state that probably all fourteen of the recently minted inductees into the KKK, including a ten-year-old boy probably take him very seriously Mm -hmm. i think it's a great idea Ron. a week after the would-be roundtable in sacramento he invited 10 other candidates for governor to meet at holy city in his letter he said i waited for over an hour for your appearance and like bad boys you and the rest of the noble noble gentlemen did not show up you need a spanking due to the limit on political parties though Riker had to change his approach as you might remember, when he first signed up for the governor's race, he created his own California state party. He now wanted to change his party to progressive. As there was already a progressive party, Riker said that he would just sign on as their candidate. However, he was informed he could not do that without the official consent of the progressive party. <laughs> it was like, shocking. Uh, you're not progressive. Riker then said he would run as an independent progressive or a Commonwealth candidate. He then pulled out a pencil and wrote a new platform, ending it with, I have signed over to the Progressive Party to become governor of California. I guarantee my plan and system to not only 
to be not only perfect, but also understandable and practical. Apparently shit was just wild out there because come primary election day, he was one of three progressive candidates. The other candidates were Colbert L. Olson, who was also running as a Democrat, Hmm. and Raymond Haight of the Haight Street family, who was running as a Democrat and a Republican. So... (laughs) This was apparently referred to. <laughs> that dude is like, yes, <laughs> fuck it. Of course, is the guy. This is part what of the Hay Street family. It's a fusion bo- candidate. I'm a, I'm, hey man, I'm a little bit of both. Hey, hey, it's, it's I'm called a, a Republican. I'm a Democrat. What does it matter? Did you say it's called a fusion candidate? Which is unfortunately <laughs> not when two candidates do the fusion dance to become a single, <laughs> more powerful candidate. I am yes. fusion Trump. Is, which is really what we need. We need. Bernie Sanders and like Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren to just do the fusion dance, become oh, oh, a oh, super that, candidate. That put a really strange uh, image in. Weird, right? <laughs> does there Wait, now, what is this fusion? Does dance? her do? Does this new being's hair is it now like spiky and blue? Yeah, like in what? Yeah, whatever. Dragon Ball Dragon Z. Ball, yeah, whatever. that was that was the reference. Whatever the fucking Dragon. No, Ball. I, you know, I I think like Go, Gogeta or whatever. I, it, it, Fusion candidates sound like it, so it's like it's part like Republican, part Democrat. You're just running as it's, both. Wow, I mean, that and what, wasn't wasn't that basically like like a centrist? Wasn't that basically Bill Clinton? I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he run as a Republican too? No. Oh. Well, I mean, how about he now? Well, he, right, he was explicitly Democrat, but. I mean, you might right he's, these days. It might be like he, you're a moderate Democrat or a, like a, a, a centrist. I think. See, I reject those terms. I prefer the term fusion. Fusion candidate. Fusion. Well, as it turns out, you sound like uh, you sound like uh, Shredder at the end of Ninja, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Anthony. I don't think anyone else. In the world, watch that movie. So no, uh, I mean, it's a great, it's a great I movie. Disagree. I disagree. I haven't, that movie I haven't is an seen incredibly it. Incredibly popular. That's movie. the one with Bebop and Rocksteady, right? That, yeah, that's the one with the. the it wasn't be, technically Bebop and Rocksteady. It was the wolf and the. Oh yeah, but oh it was God. basically I, Bebop you, and Rocksteady. Seriously, I can hear the fucking nerd glasses being pushed up to the <laughs> bridge of your I'm not nose, actually wearing my man. Glasses. I am wearing your glasses. <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't actually Bebop and Rocksteady. As it turns out. <laughs> Riker lost by a landslide. I forgot what they were, their names were. After his loss, Riker, who I guess was just the 1930s version of a troll, given the number of letters he was sending out to government officials and world leaders. <laughs> oh my god, this guy sounds like just a fucking annoying piece of shit. Oh. Proposed a new law, quote, to curb such tactics as now exist, which allow fortune-spending candidates the overprivilege in promoting their election over the heads of those who have no fortune to spend. He also advocated, all citizens who are eligible must not only attend meetings of candidates before each election, but must also register at that place in time or be fined for their delinquency, and these fines will go to help pay for the expenses of the state election, which is definitely him not being a sore loser and mad that nobody showed up to his meetings. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> well, Riker said of his political aspirations, I am in politics 
not only to stay because I know I will be successful, but also to fulfill my true purpose in life and save our country from revolution and destruction. Despite his loss in the primaries, his campaign resulted in bringing Holy City into the public eye again, attracting tourists in droves and giving him a platform to say all sorts of great things. In 1938, it was reported that there were 81 denizens of Holy City, including mother and father, Riker, with four women in total at this point. Over the years, though, Holy City had been developing itself and its attractions. The Santas, which lined the roadway to Holy City, now had signs on them like, Make someone else happy and feast on their happiness. (laughs) Which I personally (laughs) fucking love. It's like the reverse (laughs) it monster. No, that's like some, uh, that's, that's some weird, like, subliminal cannibalism call, right? Like. Make it's like it's like a reverse happy. psychic vampire, but like you make them happiness. happy and then feast on their happiness. If you are contemplating marriage, suicide, or crime, see us first. And mortal woman is in constant torment because man is in constant weakness. Mm. The Penny Peep Show booths had been made to look like little churches and housed shows like The Legs of Queen Elizabeth of Egypt. <laughs> Queen when questioned, hold on. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth of Egypt. Now, when questioned, they, who they, Elizabeth? They made them look like miniature churches. Yeah, and you like look in the windows and see the peep show. So, when questioned, oh, who man. Queen Elizabeth of yeah. Egypt was? Sign me up, man. They I think to, I just found religion, boys. They oh. had to, they had to keep like shooing away Catholic priests. They're like, hey, get out of here. No, 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 we're Anthony. Not, we're not going to show Anthony. that. We're not going to show that, Anthony. Father. Anthony. They were called the legs of Queen Elizabeth, not. The legs of the little boy that lives next door. That was a different one. They didn't. <laughs> that was the one that was. That was the one that looked like a Catholic. Old and bad eyes. They didn't read it right. Like wow. So when questioned who Queen Elizabeth of Egypt was, Riker would respond that any white woman, even if she has bow legs, knock knees, or wooden legs, would become a queen, and every white man a king under his perfect government. Whoa. Now, the PCDW used the novelty and shock value of their attractions as an opportunity to talk about their philosophy as frequently as possible. When people trying to collect the now $25,000 promised to anyone who could point out a flaw in his perfect governmental system, (laughs) pointed out that compared to the combined population of all the other races, it would be problematic for white people to come to rule all other races, Record would just say that they merely didn't understand. Hmm. William said that... The- I, I would point out more the flaw that like, if every white woman and every white man became kings and queens, that would probably water down the power of the government. It's a metaphor. Oh, okay. I don't understand. I think metaphors. he sees himself as king-king. King-king. Or father. Father. And mother. Father. Father. N- Remember who you are. (laughs) Remember. William said that the key to getting the colored races to submit was the Chinese. After speaking to some Chinese people, they assured him that they would be happy to agree to anything if the white man would just save them from Japan. Accordingly, Riker took a strong stance against the Japanese. Can I ask a quick question? Please do. question. Yeah. Yes. So at this time, late 30s. Right, late 30s. We're not into. We're marching <laughs> towards World War II. We are marching to World War II now. At this point, 
where was Imperial Japan? Were they what now? So like, why? What was the fear of Japan at this point? Like, what was? Why would? If you were a white crazy racist, what was? Why was he pointing singling them out at the time? Well, I don't know that he was. According to this, the Chinese said that we would be glad to support you if you offer protection from Japan. Because I so, uh, so I mean Korea, okay. Korea and China at this point. Were, were, I knew they were getting raided by Japan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. And that, yeah. that I mean. So that, I guess that, maybe yeah, I guess that's true. Like, okay, <clears> so that is, that's why apparently he talked to you know one of his I'm sure numerous Chinese friends and was like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And they're like, "Oh man, if the white man would just save us from Japan, like we would just be forever indebted," you know. So William said, "Mr. Japanese." <laughs> Just for fun, I am going to tell you what is going to happen. The white man, God's chosen Christian people, are soon to take you in hand and clean you up so you will be a fit people to live in the presence of the white man who is the race king of this world. Dude, has this guy ever met, like, a true serious Japanese, like, uh, like you know what I mean? Like, I'm just picturing like, I'm him sure saying that to, like, like, a samurai, like, like a... Like a a samurai, a legitimate Japanese like, person. Yeah, like, like you know. Well, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all right, no, 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 all like right, a very William. serious, a very serious. Yeah, like, like I don't know, like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> like, no, like I mean, the, like the, Tom Cruise. I've heard. Oh, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, fuck. You know that. what? I actually like Zing. that movie. I no, I've never seen it, but I just said fuck it. Uh, no, I'm talking about like. I'm sure he's met Japanese, Japanese people. The Japanese people, because the, the Japanese best, culture were very, they were a very serious culture, you could say. And well, they were, and they were also him saying something very like that and then prevalent. cutting off his fucking head. Unfortunately, they didn't. But the, but there were and are a lot of Japanese people in California. No, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was just curious. I was just like, yeah. what, what was going on that Japan was just fucking, all of a sudden fucking he was shit like, up in China and Korea? Well, yeah, I knew that was going on, but I didn't know. Okay, I guess maybe a lot of you know, in World War Two, they were with the Axis powers. Yes. Okay. I didn't. Okay, I'm just you know, I'm not like a, I'm not a you know. No, no, no. I'm just asking. I'm just giving shit. <laughs> I, please, you're just breaking your balls. Please tell me that at some point someone just like beat the living shit out of this guy. Because he sounds like he really needs like, yeah, it. Like, yeah. he's so presumptuous. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like, that's what I'm, oh, like, I will just, like, send this, like, blanket missive to the Japanese. <laughs> that's my point. Like, at this time, Mr. can you imagine Japanese. this dude just, like, this, this, like, this, like, dumpy, like, white dude, like, just saying some, like, dumbass shit to these, like, very serious, like, imperialistic Japanese generals? And they'd be like... <laughs> Well, but yeah. I want to. So, so it's it's almost as if people like, feel you, safe talking about this kind of stuff around other white people. Yeah, and not to the face of the very dangerous and powerful. Uh, do we know people what people of Japan at the time? Do, do we know what medium uh, this particular message was delivered in? Uh, I believe. I mean, this that particular statement was a quote to a journalist. Ah. Okay, but he did, I'm sure, have similar things to say. He loved his pamphlets. He loved his postcards. There was a printing press at Holy City that I have to assume was just going not smoking. Just right, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of like the pamphlet was kind of like the Facebook before Facebook. Mm-hmm. I would love to see. No, it was more like like a blog. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. It was more like a blog. I, I would love to see some of these 
pamphlets. Yeah, that would be interesting. Oh, and posters we'll, we'll, and look, stuff. we'll look some up. Well, Riker was notably not anti-Semitic for now. He thought... I have a feeling that when it starts actually, like if it started benefiting him, hmm, weird, he would right? probably do the old flip-flop. Well, he thought that white Jews would rule alongside the white Gentiles over the colored races. All the Jews and Gentiles had to do was to compromise any religious differences and all of their differences of opinion. And this justified why he was a progressive. Right. And Riker had the ability to make this possible, as this was only a minor misunderstanding, if only he could talk to all the Jews and Gentiles of the world for a few hours, which he now had the ability to do thanks to the divine creation of the radio. Oh, they say the printing mm. press. He was like, oh, no. oh, he's going to write a pamphlet. The tinfoil hat. <laughs> no. Riker thought that persecution is the best medicine in the world for the persecuted. Hmm. And the <laughs> what? And ah, the Jews pers- huh. persecute them more. Are, the Jews are perfectly willing to give up all benefits they are receiving from such attention. So there will be no difficulty in that score. Huh. Yes, the Jews would be willing to give up all the benefits from such attention that they were receiving. On his philosophy, beliefs hmm. in on immortality, this is something the world doesn't know anything about. See? I've written to Hitler about it. Yeah, of course he wrote to and Hitler. And I am... <laughs> of himself, Riker said, he was... The wise man of the far west, a Christian, a true Gentile, disciple of the greatest of all creatures, Jesus the Christ, phantom spokesman of all wise Christians, a real and true spokesman of the great white race, God's chosen of all chosen people, the world's savior, and the only man on earth who has complete wisdom. And the proto-Trump! He claims to have outgrown all religious beliefs, despite having a belief in Christianity and Christ. Airtight, he likened, the, he likened the Catholic Church to the roots of a tree, the Protestants to the trunk, Christian science the branches, and the PCDW, the delicious fruit. Oh, Remind right. me again what the PCDW was? I that, don't think we talked about that. That is, this, that is, uh, so that is his whole philosophy, the perfect it's, Christian it's, divine way. All right. So that is his... Sorry, there's a moth. Uh, <laughs> there is a whole yes. That's that's everything that he is and does is the perfect Christian divine way. Even though it's really about him and it's all about right. Riker, right? His philosophy is the perfect Christian divine way. Um, He's a very confident dude, as we're uh, finding out, and learning. Yes, and uh, oh yeah, I threw these in there as a little palate cleanser. Um, so these are just fun things that happened. Over the course of the, the late 30s, in April 1938, Riker complained to San Jose Sheriff George Lyle that, quote, unquote, uncontrollable youths were renting his telescopes to look at the nearby Elysium Foundation nudist colony. <laughs> Hell yeah. Can't keep San Jose down. George, <laughs> George Spray, manager of the Elysium Foundation, said that no one had complained and suggested that Riker only have the telescope out at night if he was so worried about it. That's a that's a fair, fair point. Yes. Why would you have a telescope out during the day if it's meant to be an astron- astrolog- astronomical Astro- telescope? Astronomy. Also, yeah. also Astro- science. I mean, that's pretty fucking rich for a dude that's like, 
has a bunch of like penny peep show machines dressed up like churches on his property. Mm-hmm. It's not me. It's the youth. Also, it's the youth. Some, there's a bunch of youths out there. Yeah, somebody who's left two families who has bragged about how many women he slept with and has basically created a cult that's meant to just service him and and all other people's marriages. Mm. He also telegraphed Governor Colbert Olson, who beat him in the governor <laughs> race, regarding uh. the Santa Clara Apricot War, which I... Ah, uh, the famed Santa I Clara Apricot War. I don't know about. Oh, man. Ah, uh, yes. But I read that, and that I was like, this may be a future episode. episode. Yes. And he said... If you do not know what to do, you had better see me as I know. Because he just fucking knows everything. Uh, Obviously. The monkeys in the zoo, or a monkey in the zoo at Holy City, bit a four-year-old boy on the finger. And (laughs) the father sued William Riker for $3,000. Wow. Yeah, good. Which was... They didn't have to put the monkey down. $8 million in today's money? I don't know. They didn't have to put the monkey down, though, right? I took fuck. What was the monkey's name? (laughs) I don't have this information. What kind of speckles? What kind of monkey was? Capuchin monkey. I think it was. I think it was Billy Junior. Little Willie. I know. I actually, they would be a pain in the ass to keep, but I would always, I would always wanted a capuchin monkey. Did you guys see that some dude just got bit by Fidel Castro's crocodile? Like yesterday. Fuck. Is this like the setup to a joke or something? No. No. Like, like it was a headline, man. Apparently, Fidel is gone, but his crocodile lives on the to cro- bite that, that another was, day. Is that not the promise of communism? Oh, of course I may is. die, but yes. my crocodile But my crocodile is going to yeah, bite yeah. your ass when you if come you, as a tourist. If I had my entire country's wealth, I would definitely buy a crocodile. Fuck yeah, dude. And oh, oh, God, yes. By the way, hmm. we need to put on the whiteboard a story about crocodiles from Southern Belize if mm. and when we do the John McAfee episode. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, staying true to his promise that he would not quit politics, the wise man of the far west, William Riker, offered to be the assistant city manager to San Jose free of charge to prove his perfect system would function. I'm not desperate. In the proposal he delivered to City Hall, he laid out a six-point plan. An example of what I'm going to do for California should I become its governor. Three of the six points dealt (laughs) with— Three of the six points dealt with race discrimination, while the other three addressed grafters, saloons, and slot machines. A Santa Cruz Sentinel journalist noted that in the past, the city of San Jose would simply file any communications they received from Riker. (laughs) Which I think is generally the trend when you get any sort of letter from him, you're just like, oh. Fuck, it's this guy again. Guys. <laughs> what does he want to... Oh, What's God, it's the fucking... What a, what a kook, man. We're like, trying to grow our apricots. Shut up. But right, I offer my services free of charge. Yes. We're a, we're a city that likes our trivia. Technically, he did offer his services free of charge for three months, and then he said he would take a small salary for a year. But obviously, because the system was perfect, it wouldn't take more than a year and three months to get shit cranking. What an asshole. Riker was, however, more than happy to expand his ideas across the world, wiring British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain the following message. (laughs) The turn in the great road of us great Gentile Christian white race is at hand. 
A true brotherly handshake among you great men of Europe must be in full partnership of all things and places of mutual interest. Draw the line only on the yellow, the black, and the Hindu races. Do this, and the gods will bless you and yours as never before. William E. Riker, World's Government Headquarters, Holy City, California. How the fuck is this guy getting in with his number? I do he's not know. Mexico, he's calling Japan. You just, you he's just I mean, I think he's just sent. He's just sending. Like, you can send a letter to oh, the so White House. Yeah, just letters. It almost sounds like I guess the or way telegrams. Or yeah. telegrams. It sounds like he's like calling them up on the phone. He's like, "Hey, Britain. Oh, it's me, William Riker. No, 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 not that Riker. Not from Star Trek. No, no, Captain." And he's like, "No, no, it's Father. It's not Captain. Jump." Riker was not Captain. God damn. In April of 1940... What was he? Was he a commander? He was a commander. He was Commander Riker, but he was uh, number one. I don't know. I, Luke, I don't know. I really don't know what that is. I don't know what it is exactly. You got to talk to Joey about Star Trek. He just started Joey watching. Joey not know anything about He just started Star watching it. Did, oh, do we get him to watch it? Yeah. I don't. I did, had no part in it, but yes, you did. Yeah. You ruined his life now. Well, in 1940, <laughs> Riker announced that he would be running for Son president... <laughs> <laughs> as a Republican. No, I'm proud of him. I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> no, he's not enjoying it. That's the he's problem. Not? No, of course he's, he's not. He's very confused by it. How is he confused by it? What's confusing about it? So I don't fucking know. Talk I mean, to him to be about fair, it. I mean, like, I don't know what it means to be number one in the whole, like, I'm not that huge of a nerd. I just like the stories. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up a second. I yeah, thought, yes, you are. I thought that was just a personal no, preference. There, no, you were no, like, he's I know. If there's oh, certain you mean people his title fuck, is Yeah, like, I mean, there's certain fucking people out there who know exactly what William Riker's, like, title is, how he fits. I'm sure they're into, yelling like, at the their computers right now. The hierarchy of the Federation and, like, all, like... Okay, like, I'm not, like, I know LaForge was fucking chief engineer. I don't really know what that means, but. Well, know, it I means he's higher show. than the other engineers. Engineer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I just like the stories. Like the one where Worf gets, uh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd! <laughs> I just no, like no, the yeah. stories. Like the Worf? one where Worf. No. Worf. Wait, wait, wait. He, Hold he on. Worf, Worf is the turtle head, right? He's yes. got the weird, like, yes. turtle shell yeah, on his he's forehead. He's a Klingon. And yeah. Worf, he hurts his back. And then he is. Uh, paralyzed from the waist down, and he wants to kill himself. And he asks Riker to kill him. Commander Riker. Commander Riker. Number one. Number one. Whatever that means. And, number one. And he and Riker goes. Who I don't, is I, number two? I don't want to kill you. Plenty of paraplegic people live great lives. And he goes, that is not what a Klingon would do. And Klingons kill themselves when they become. That's true. You what they can, you when they consider see, them, when they can't fight, they a lot of disabled Klingons. Yeah, I know. When they consider I, themselves useless. We've they, always said that. I can't think of one. Kill yourself. And then, and then there's a whole that whole episode. So I thought it was a very fascinating wow. episode. It goes into uh, cultural relativism from your class. What class? Cultural, on, on cultural anthropology. Wait, hold on a second. Let's back up for a second here, Anthony. You're actually trying to apply cultural relativism to a fictional TV show. No, the sh- the show is exploring the fiction. The science fiction is exploring when when we are talking about like cultures coming into contact with each other and working together. That's what the point is. And I mean, finding look at common ground. the first like the first uh, the season. Star Trek. You had Sulu. You had Japanese. Uhur- yeah, Uhura. Uhura, yes. Yeah, multi-racial yeah. crew. Anyways, and, uh, yeah. Getting back to Vulcans. it, <clears throat> that's not a real race, Leonard. But I the mean, point Leonard, is Leonard Nimoy Jewish? We'll uh, we'll take him. We'll so. claim him. I don't know. 
Uh, in April of 1940, William E. Riker announced that he would be running for the presidential candidacy as a Republican, claiming that if elected, he would turn the United States into paradise on earth, and that if any other candidates won, they would lead the country into bankruptcy and war. No! However, he he really, really is the proto-Trump. I don't know what you like, mean. He absolutely is. It what is, do you mean? If, if you vote for anyone else, they'll lead us to bankruptcy and war. I have not seen any commercials like, well, from Trump that like talk these... about how voting for any Democrat will lead to socialism and war. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 it's, hmm. <laughs> no. It's, he's so prescient. It's, it's so like, how, when was this? This was like the 19, late 1930s at this point we still? We are at 1940s? the 1940 presidential. Okay. He's Trump. Archaeopteryx? 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 Trump? The dinosaur. Arcteryx, those nice jackets. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't that, the, isn't that what those are? I have one of those, actually. Arcteryx? Yeah. Yeah. Arc- nice jackets, Arcteryx? Actually. It's got the little thing on there. The Roosevelt won <laughs> an unprecedented third term. At this point, it was reported That's that true. Holy City had shrunk to about 20 members, with Mother Riker and another woman being the only female residents. Though, when asked about it, Riker said that he preferred quality over quantity. (laughs) And he sure... Of course he did. Of course he said that. And he sure knew about quality over quantity, especially when he wired $100,000 wagers to Senators Johnson and Wheeler on the terms that Hitler would definitely not attempt to invade the U.S. after conquering Britain. (laughs) He did not say... (laughs) When asked whether or not he received a reply from the senators. And in 1942, our boy was back at it again, entering the race for California governor. Just can't keep him down. Can't keep a boy down. Can't keep a rocker down. This time, with a newly relabeled, perfect system of home government. Man. The combined (laughs) votes for Riker, Nathan T. Porter, and Fred Deister who were running along with Riker against the Attorney General Earl Warren in the primary, were less than 5%, with Riker garnering just under 1.5% of the Republican votes. Not enough. Under the article headline, He Means Well, (laughs) Santa Clarita Signal journalists printed one of Riker's campaign postcards in full, calling it a literary gem, and saying... It is in a class by itself. You know what? <clears throat> this, this, it, it kind of reminds. Do you guys know who Lyndon LaRouche was? Oh, uh, uh, vaguely. It yes. reminds me of him. It, it's he ran in every presidential election from 1976 to th- 2004. Holy wow. shit! He also created his own national party. And he was also a convicted fraudster. It's almost as if history repeats itself over and over again because we never learn. History doesn't repeat, it rhymes. Those people (laughs) that just will Uh, not give up, right? Well... Well, you got got to give it to him. Uh, He he definitely is uh, convinced of the power of his ideas, right? He's, uh, He's tenacious. Yes, that's a, a good. He's turn. a tenacious D. All that's right, a good word. that's a good word. That's a good word, Anthony. Yes, yes, tenacious. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Multiple syllables. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, yes. 
A few months after the primary election, in October of 1942, Holy City drew attention to itself once again when 61-year-old Carpenter and OG follower of uh, Mr. Riker, Erwin B. Fisher, got into an argument with Arthur Kaffner and Joseph Witzig, who we met in the previous episode, who was an astronomer and carpenter, over the use of a ladder. Kaffner and Witzig wanted to use the ladder. Fisher said that they needed to talk to the father. They came back and said that the father had told them that it was okay to use it, and so they took it. Wielding a crowbar, Fisher beat Witzig to death. And when Kaffner ran away, Fisher pursued and seriously injured him. After initially fleeing into the forest, Fisher ended up turning himself into authorities. When questioned, Riker said that he was too upset by the incident to make a comment. You just hate to see families fight. And to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that, think about that. There's only 20 people living in Holy City at this point. And this dude's so incensed over people borrowing a ladder that he beats one of them to death. Well, there's no women. So you have all these like fucking like sex starved men who are like testosterone like like you can spilling out of their eyes. Go and ears. to San Jose. That is an excellent point. I mean, think about it. There's like, fuck you in the ladder. Because also there's like, like think 18 about this. dudes, two women, because a bunch of penny peep shows, and and they're a not, telescope again, trained on the nudist colony next door. Yes, that would drive anybody nuts. And think about this. That, oh yeah. like fucking they're so they're previously were as we've seen like in the last episode like like people came with their families like people came with their spouses so the fact that there's 20 people and really realistically there's you know one woman who's probably with somebody and the other one is mother Riker, which means everybody else has just fucked off and all of these people's wives were like bye yeah who are i'm the, fucking out of here yeah, who are the dudes that are just hanging around they hate Japanese people. I don't know. I they're just like lonely dudes who are just But it's hard. Else going it's hard them. to lose one Outcasts. two of they're like incels. Th- really, I mean so basically you've lost like 3 of the 20 people. I, but you know what makes that month worse? Is when in later in October of 1942, Riker now 68 years old was arrested by the FBI for six counts of sedition including interfering with the morale of the armed forces of the United States states and attempting to cause insubordination and disloyalty. Whoa, wait, wait, so where did that come from? Well, according to FBI Regional Director Nat J.L. Pieper, which I assume is how you <laughs> pronounce his name because it's P-I-E-P-E-R. Pieper. Pieper. Hey. What's or, his name? Say his full name again. Nat which I believe is short for Nathan or Nathaniel. Middle initial J, middle initial L. I'm Nate J. Paper. 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 Nat Paper. Riker had been under investigation for some time by both the FBI and military authorities, perhaps because of all the messages that he was sending to Hitler and the other dictators of Europe. But Mm. that could just be me assuming (laughs) now Riker reportedly had sent messages to senators advocating making peace with Axis powers minus Japan described Hitler in various literature as a quote 
second Martin Luther, freeing the people from the ownership of the international banker. Whoa. Wow. I think we know what he means by that. He wrote that President Roosevelt would, quote, prove himself to be the biggest flop of any president that has ever lived. And, <laughs> and, and, and boy, she, and, howdy. Yeah, and has in history, mm. like, just completely borne that out. Was it we all, four I think, times I, I think in 2019, we can all look back and say FDR was the biggest flop of flop. the president. There what has been nobody since then. So he was so unpopular, he got elected four times. Three, four. Did was he get four times? No, I think it was four times that he died in his. He died term. in office. Yeah. Well, he also distributed. Fact check me on that. Prop- yeah, I, I thought it was. Four. Yeah. By the way, I'm pretty. I think I figured out why mm. all those dudes were still at Holy City and all the women had left. They they apparently had started playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> hey, hey! All right, it's a little low blow. That's a low, low blow. That's a low blow. It's what are you talking blow. about? That's just join, join us. We join have us. fun and we just drink beer and it's two a nice out of time. two out of the join fucking group us. are getting married. Join yeah, we us. are very two. Another two join have long term girlfriends. Yeah. Join us. The other two are socially functional. Join yeah, yes, us. Yeah, yeah, all right. You put this. Well, together. so they also dist- or he was also charged with distributing propaganda that the FBI described as anti-Semitic, anti-British, anti-Chinese, and anti-Filipino. The FBI, after searching Riker's property, also found correspondence between Riker and Hitler's personal secretary, with Hitler's response offering, quote unquote limited approval of Riker's ramblings, which should tell you something that even Hitler was kind of like, and the fuck is this guy? In addition to the physical evidence of all of the literature existing in the Holy City print shop, several members of the military testified that they had spoken with Riker, who, in addition to the aforementioned statements, asserted that the fate of the U.S. was tied with that of Germany, Italy, and the rest of the white race, and that Jewish financial interests in the U.S. and Britain were the cause of the war. He urged that U.S. soldiers, quote, should be made to understand this and should act accordingly. The SF examiner, who initially exposed Riker as a con artist years and years ago, also noted that Riker, though a native Californian, was of German descent. Uh Mm. Uh-oh. After posting bail of $7,500, which is about $118,000 in today's money, and going through processing, getting fingerprinted and all that stuff, Riker reaffirmed his patriotism, saying that Holy City had purchased a $1,000 war bond, $500 of which Riker had paid for himself and donated 10 tons of scrap metal. He also brought up that his son, Willis, or alternatively, also William, because fucking newspapers in the 1930s are ridiculous, was also in the army and that he had sent government recommend he had sent the government recommendations for inventions that would increase airplane production by 25% and improve the effectiveness of bombings. When leaving the courthouse, Riker said that this was all a misunderstanding and that he had been misquoted and had statements taken out of context before the US was at war. 
regardless of what I may have said about Hitler before we went to war, he is now my sworn enemy, and I want the Axis powers licked and licked for keeps. Okay. <laughs> Riker's initial arrest, even apparently made it to Japan, where radio national radio broadcast commended the U.S. on arresting Riker. Wow, dude, wow. they actually had heard of this guy? The fact that he was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> so I mean, it's full thing, circle like, to your question. There are literally people in Japan that are just like, yeah, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> Dang. That's actually, that's just kind of incredible. Like, right? I, I would just assume they, like, didn't even hear what, like, you know what I mean? Like, hear no. about him. Like, he would have been, like, such a blip. Well, I mean, you know, there are a but bunch he was of such a pain in the ass. Japanese people in California, so there's definitely some spies in there. I don't know. I don't think that's, I'm just. I don't think that's the case. I think what? I, I think he's just such a pain in the fucking. He's just one of those people. who's just a pain in the fucking ass. He's, what? His his kookiness surmounted international boundaries. Yeah. I think. I think after like, the war, I think that's the bonds. What, the bonds I, of hate. I know? think yeah. the U.S. government and uh, Japan, when they were rebuilding uh, Japan and like coming, you know. Working on all the peace treaties and all that stuff, we're like, hey, remember that Riker guy? He was a fucking pain in the ass, wasn't he? And they're like, yeah, you yeah. pain in the ass to you too, yeah. And then, and then, thus wounds began to heal. Mm. Again, I think the one potentially good thing that will come from Donald Trump is just the unified hatred Ghosts. and disappointment, <laughs> and just like never again. Well, you know, well, hopefully. I'm a little George, cynical, I'm a little George, cynical on that. George I feel Bush, like... The George Bush terms had 9-11, to which we say never again. And then with George, not George, Donald Trump, we say never again. Hopefully. <clears throat> his initial trial was postponed after Riker fired his attorney, Ray Callahan, claiming that he wanted William to plead guilty. Though Riker phrased it as... My lawyer fired himself because we found out that he was going to plead me guilty, which he saw as an insult to his intelligence and patriotism. In the parking lot outside the courthouse, the PCDW gathered around Riker at his now red, white, and blue car, where he addressed them and the press. My forefathers have lived in the United States longer than those of my accusers. I am a resident of California, and I have never turned my back on California. To hell with Hitler. Buy war bonds. There is nothing too good for our soldier boys. Riker's followers brought pamphlets uh, with his 14-point platform to fix California and signs supporting Riker's runs for governor and president. He also offhandedly brought up his 100% perfect plan to gain victory over Germany and Italy, subjugate the Japanese, and establish world peace. But nobody really wanted to hear about All that. in an afternoon. Yeah. Dude's got ideas. Despite numerous efforts by Riker's new lawyer, Melvin Belli, to dismiss, delay, and demur some or all parts of the case, Father Riker even attempting to suggest that this was all the work of a New York holy man named Father Divine, who had libeled Riker to the U.S. Postmaster due to Riker's stance on African Americans, because Father Divine was black, the nicest thing I could find Riker saying about Father Divine as a Negro allied with Satan. Holy shit. 
Now, Judge oh my God. Judge Adolphus Frederick St. Shore, with whom Riker claims to have gone to high school, who was the presiding judge, ignored all of this and ruled for the proceedings to move forward. Side note, when the jury was selected, all of their names and addresses were printed in the newspaper, which to me is real fucking weird. During the 1942 trial, Riker and his attorney contended that he saw himself as the Jewish Messiah and had in fact been reborn Jewish, and that he actually meant that he didn't want to fight the German and Italian people, not that he supported the Axis governments. Lieutenant Cheryl Hannon, who had hitched a ride from Riker, testified that he thought Hitler had something on the ball because he did not use Negroes in his army and because his treatment of the Jews indicated that he understood life as it should be understood. And as it turns out, the FBI had records of six letters sent to Hitler between 1934 and 1937 alternatingly addressing him as Dear Sir, His Honor, and His Excellency. <laughs> and ended one letter wherein Riker said, quote, Myself and my following are 100% behind you. Do not stop until the job is done. And signed it, Long live Mr. Adolf Hitler. Federal agent Louise Wine, sorry, Louis Wine, said that he had visited Holy City in June of 1941 where William Riker personally told him that Hitler had adopted some of his ideas into the Nazi philosophy. Oh, and it was also brought to light that Riker had sent letters and telegrams to Italian dictator Benito Mussolini, yep. conservative British Foreign Secretary and future Prime Minister Anthony Eden, yep. whom he told to, quote, lay off Italy. Hitler's administrator, Fritz Reidemann, and Hitler's personal secretary, Kurt Johansson, who was the only person with proof that he responded to Riker, who praised Riker for his support of the Nazis' work. During his testimony, Riker, sporting an American flag lapel pin and a red, white, and blue pocket square, alleged that the U.S. government had prejudiced the jury against him and reported that all of the cars in Holy City had been painted red, white, and blue. He claimed that all of mankind... He would claim that all of mankind was from one flesh in one sentence, then decry the mixing of races in another. In the face of his voluminous, albeit one-sided, correspondence with various Axis actors, he said that, quote, Since Pearl Harbor, I have become a real American warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this guy just kind of blows with the wind, doesn't he? Yeah, it's Man. weird. It's really weird. You're like, you it's, know, it, one day. You know, I'm glad that we've moved past this. I know, I know. I love the fact that he, like, truly seems to have believed that just, like, painting his car red, white, and blue. And, People like, were like, oh, only a, a real uh, American would yeah, do that. Yeah, clearly. Oh, yeah, clearly. yeah, No. Not some guy trying to get off for uh, mm-hmm. treason. At one point, his lawyer suggested that Riker's extensive history of white supremacy and disgusting language towards non-white people all stemmed from the personal feud with Father Divine, who had unfairly libeled him for what he, Riker, had said about black people, despite a long record of racist pamphletry, including 
criticizing Abraham Lincoln for going to war instead of sterilizing all African Americans and mixed race Americans and sending them back to Africa. In his closing arguments, Belly said of his client that he may be a little goofy in the language of the streets, but he is certainly not guilty of sedition and called him the screwiest of screwballs, a poor, dumb crackpot whose mind is in a perpetual fog. So basically, they tried to, like, dumb him down a bunch. I love it. I always love that when you, when they know they're on the ropes, and they basically go to the, he's too stupid to know mm-hmm. what he's doing defense. The prosecuting attorney pointed out that when he was being questioned by the prosecutor, or when Breaker was getting pres- pro- questioned by the prosecuting attorney, he very deftly answered and dodged questions. After several hours of del- deliberation, the jury found Riker not guilty. Nah, what? Of course. Of the charges of sedition against him, Riker immediately reported his intention to sue Father Divine, whom he saw as the cause of the sedition case set against him. Within a few months, Riker had another case filed against him after he promised his defense lawyer a place in his heaven instead of paying the $5,000 outstanding <laughs> fee that he owed him. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I know I keep coming back to this, but like, there are like striking similarities. I, I don't. That, right? I don't know it's what like, you it's mean. Like, Fucking it's like, terrible. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, instead of paying you, I'm just going to like totally fuck you over with some bullshit promise of something else. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. Hmm. And you're just like going, why won't you get a heart attack? You look like you need a heart attack. It like it'll happen to everyone else but you for some reason. Your hate keeps you alive, and it's so irritating. Riker responded by suing Belly for $40,000 for libel. Ultimately, the court... Weird, right? I know. It's like... Ultimately, the court ruled in favor of Belly and attached the property of Holy City to him as collateral. Attachment being that they basically sign everything over to belly so he now he's now like holy city whoa so well at kind of like as collateral right if he doesn't pay him so riker's case uh against belly was thrown out but he did get an official retraction from the newspaper that initially reported that he offered belly a seat in heaven rather than pay him belly's case against riker for the five thousand dollars owed went to the supreme court where after another nine hours of deliberation set the jury ruled in favor of Belly, so he did have to pay him the $5,000. In October of 1944, Riker mailed out 500 postcards across America advocating for the American troops fighting abroad and the United States of Europe to be built on American ideals, suggesting that, quote, if our allied country, if allied countries refuse, we will look upon our allies as enemies to our U.S. ideals. He also went on to say that he has the solution for all people to acquire the powers of Superman. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Well, no. Not just a com- not just a comic. He would unlock the secret to make everybody Superman. You could fly mm-hmm. like the Ubermensch. No, 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 like, Superman. No, like fucking Superman. Superman. Like, like, like the comic book character. Yeah, not yeah. like Superman. Yes. No, no, not, not like not Frederick Nietzsche. Not like uh, Nietzsche's... perfect person or whatever. <laughs> not, Ubermensch. Not the. Not, not, not we're the, not we're not, not going back to the Nazis, not are we? The again? Superman yet again. Clark Kent, Superman. Kal-El. Uh, uh, 
interesting. In early 1946, William once again announced his campaign for governor of California, <laughs> this time registering as both a Republican and a Democrat. The five principles of his platform this time were, one, all workers must become qualified voters. Two, books of all concerns are to be open at all times. Three, what does that mean? I don't know. Three, owners will bargain with employees as to what the owner's salary shall be. Actually, that's fucking funny. I <laughs> That's probably the only thing I've ever, like, actually... My... Agree with? Agree with? Yeah. I don't even want to say it. No, you don't want... Because you're just like, fuck this guy. But it's like, weird like, that he's like this raging racist, but then yet at the same time he's like this kind of well, like... It, it almost uh, makes you think that he will say anything anything to get oh, elected right yeah, yeah. Like, he's like like well the last shit didn't work so now i'm gonna go like yeah, super progressive and be like i mean i think probably the books union, the books yeah. being open at a time i it's probably just like bibles no no no. i think he's advocating for transparency in government like like oh. the books of government like, books oh. of all concerns be, be, be. not not like 50 shades of gray oh i thought it was all like <laughs> Yeah, like that makes sense. I didn't even think so about that. Everyone yes. needs to be reading the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, number four, partnerships are forbidden, and number five, mm. all black and yellow race people will be prohibited from propagating. Oh, there you go. Oh, there it is. There you it know, is. He was. He Gotta was bring there. it. Bring it back home. <laughs> you is. know, like one, two, and three. He could have been. Didn't a, sound that bad. And yeah, then four yeah, and five. Yeah, yeah, fuck. You yeah. could have been a champion for the working man, but you know, he just kept having to become an asshole. Yeah. Well, especially since the uh, very publicized sedition court case, people were much more apt to call him out as the Nazi piece of shit that he was. And uh, he claimed that he would be running, he would run the state like you would run a home and unite people under a true religion and likened his system to the harmony of that of a beehive. He did not win. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. And like, what what did this guy not understand about like the separation of church and state? Like that that like one of his official like planks of his platform is like so like usher explicitly in the like yeah like 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 creating like a state religion essentially. Yeah, though you'd be surprised how many people in this country want to live yeah. under a fucking theocracy. It's just it's just no, which, I, I, which I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Yeah. I'm just pointing out that it's. Uh, it's an explicit violation. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's an asshole. But it wouldn't matter if he's, you know, king of the world. Then. In late 1947, William Riker Jr. was found brutally beaten in his shack in San Jose. Finally, claiming, someone. Hey, Jesus Christ. It took William Riker Jr., William Riker's son. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Oh, uh, both of them, yeah, are assholes. Was found brutally beaten in his shack in San Jose, claiming that three men were sent by his father to attempt to bring him to Holy City. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, no, wait. Wait, I have a, wait, actually, let's back up. I'm actually, are well, we calling his son an asshole? Uh, like, are no, we, are we, we don't something? know anything about him. Okay, other, he than, just, other than he just like was left by his father at some point and is now literally living in a shack with like cardboard floors in San Jose. Oh, he's like super like dear, dirt fucking poor. And... He is a, uh, oh God, what was his, I, I feel bad like he's just like some dude who's like he's like I don't want nothing to do with my dad and we're calling him an asshole. He was a hod carrier, a hod, a hod carrier. carrier. Yes. What's what what exactly are hods? Well, a hod, a hod is a three sided box for carrying bricks or other materials. So he was basically not quite a bricklayer. He was like a bricklayer's assistant. He was a brick carrier. Yes. Wow. He was literally just he was just 
doing like back breaking brutal work. Damn, dude, when you can't even be a bricklayer. Yeah. What are you talking about, man? Bricklaying is a skill. I'm not saying it's not a skill, but I'm I not bet saying, you couldn't do it. I bet you I could learn how to do it. Do you think you could? Yeah. Really? I don't think I'd like it, but I think I could learn it. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about this for a second. That's a fine line, Anthony. Like, like I, 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 what I'm saying is, I think I could figure out the process in which one lays brick. I'm not saying that I would fuck up a few times in my first attempts, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I feel like give it enough time, I would be adequate You'd at be it. Slanging those bricks, I'd be slanging bricks. Just fucking slap slang. some the mortar, mm. and you're just like the fucking side of your building will be popping fresh with ivy yes. growing over that brick. Yes. Yeah, but the bottom line is that you just said you wouldn't want to do it. No, I wouldn't want to do it. Well, I'm just saying it takes a certain type of person to be I, willing to have the intestinal fortitude to be a bricklayer, Anthony. I agree. Yes, it's not me. Exactly, it's not you. But I'm just saying. you look more like a hod carrier to me, son. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> do, no, Andy. Now, Actually, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, that's true. I look you, like on the on the asshole who's going. The bricks need to go over there, and if they're not there by sundown, you're all fired. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's disputing that. Um, Oh, my God. When Riker the Elder was reached for comment in Los Angeles, which, again... Kind of seems to be a trend. So he was out of town when when shit happens to like tune up his son. Yeah, kind of weird how that happens. Uh, When he was reached for comment, he was in Los Angeles, and he said, "Oh, did they get him?" (laughs) (laughs) But ultimately denied his involvement. God damn, this guy's a fucking idiot. (laughs) But ultimately denied his involvement, saying that he would be coming up to investigate this himself. Did they do it? I mean, oh my god. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, did they get him? <laughs> Despite recognizing at least one of the men who assaulted him, uh Riker the Younger refused to identify or press charges claiming that they would most certainly kill him if he went public. Uh Riker posted numerous cryptic ads in Oakdale newspapers where he was born, calling himself the Comforter and claiming to be returning to bring the kingdom of God home to his birthplace where he would build a shrine to himself that would draw thousands to Oakdale. Jesus Christ, this guy's amazing. Later, ads claimed that he was going to build a pole with a beam of light shooting into the heavens and another beam of light shining on the exact spot where he was born. His opening day also advertised the healing of cancers. So he's now progressed from like wanting to be like a politician to like dabbling in like the messiah complex thing it's kind of like, always been there right? you know but right? like that's but, true, but, but like it's amplifying it if I remember now the it's first cuz it's been a few weeks but if I remember the first episode yeah that first episode he totally had some like jim jonesy well so stuff he was, going but he was on, right? I mean so he, they basically like that was the whole thing with the San Francisco Examiner is that they set it up to be like hey we, do you want to put on this show where we're going to like fake healing cancer? We're going to fake healing yep, people's that's legs right. yep, and yep, stuff and like he that. Got a, yeah, so I we, so that. we know that the, this is what he does. He cons people and he like sets this up, but now he's just doing it. He's, he's too saturated. Right. In, you know, Santa Cruz and San Jose. So he's trying to go out to the Valley and fucking do set some stuff up there. Uh, 
all intelligent and progressive-minded people were invited to attend. Uh, in 1949, Riker announced his candidacy for governor of California. Damn. Yeah, I can't believe how this guy just keeps fucking going. As the Tulare Advance Register wrote of this news, he's considered a pretty harmless old fellow, a super freak and the freakish business of politics. But the he's kind of hate... Freak. Super freak. And that's where, that, that, freak that's where it came from. That's where it came from. Uh... But the kind of hate he peddles in his election campaign material is anything but harmless. It represents a brand of thinking that all good Americans deplore. Huh. Again, promising peace and prosperity with his 100% plan, he also claimed that he would pick up where Abraham Lincoln left off. In the same piece of literature... On the floor of a theater? <laughs> oh! In the same piece of literature, he also denounced politicians trying to get votes of black and Asian Americans, calling it, quote, that most damnable race crime business. He did uh, not win. God, just like, get a heart <laughs> attack and die, dude. On July 4th, 1950, <laughs> Mother Lucille Jensen Riker died of a stroke at oh, age 76. No. William no. Uh, then directed much of his attention to building a church presence in Oakdale, founding the Comforters Church and acting as pastor and comforter. I just keep thinking he wants to be like a comforter on a bed. Yeah, like exactly. He's like, like he's like, like, I want to be like, the I'm great like, devay. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yes. I would lay down on top of you and comfort you. In 1953. A, you know, every time, every time you mention mother, I just want to like... We, we need to bring in a Danzig song. Mother! Like, Mother! Oh. Uh, in 1953, there were already people writing books and articles referencing the failed experiment that was Holy City, now a mostly abandoned ghost town. And that is where we will pick up next week because we're already at almost an hour and a half. That fucking blows my mind that there's still, like, there he, is, this dude's got to be, like, 80-something and he's, there's still a whole episode's worth of info on him. There, I, <laughs> I really, I, I went, I was going through, because we're now at 1953 and we'll pick up in 1956. And so basically he's, you know, following the death of his wife, he just kind of does this church thing out there and kind of, splits his time between Holy City and, and Oakdale. But this, you know, it's it's lawsuits and trouble and shit just follows this guy. And it's almost like he's an enormous piece of shit that causes trouble wherever he goes because of who he is. Yeah. And there, like, as we talked about before we started recording – their Scientology gets involved at a certain point, which oh, is just, right, yeah. you know, it's just par, it's just par for course with all of the fucking shysteriness and, and con artistry and all of that fucking bullshit. Yeah. Shyster beget shyster. Shysa. Um, so yeah, we will, I, I really don't want there to be a third episode of this guy, but there is. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're writing. I'm that's sorry. That's the wave of writing. I'm sorry. It's the wave of writing, man. Yeah? What, yeah? What are you trying to do there, Andy? 
I think he's trying to get a mother in. Mother. We just sing it together. Mother, can I take your daughter out tonight? Oh, don't stop. <laughs> it's there. It is. What was her name again? The, the his wife, Lucille. Uh, Lucille, this is for you, Lucille. R.I.P. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Yeah, send your ideas to vohdpodcast at gmail.com. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Love you.